Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast, episode 213, coming at you today. I hope that you have all I hope that you all have come down from the absolute doozy that I laid upon you guys yesterday. That was an that was a freaking monster podcast. I'll tell you this too. I had a lot of fun writing or writing that. I had a lot of fun recording that, uh, mainly because I know how helpful that can be to somebody. I know how helpful it has been for me in my life. Uh, and, and I know it's tough. I know that, I know that you guys, I know that there's going to be people, people out there that are going to lock it in and, and, and buy in and, and, and try to figure that out. But I also know that, uh, I also know that you're going to struggle with it and it's going to be hard and, 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 and that's okay. And it was hard for me too. And it was hard for everybody when they, when they first got started on that journey. And I, I believe that, you know, it's just a matter of tuning yourself up. Repetition is the mother of skill. The more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. It's kind of, I kind of feel like uh, it's like when I play the guitar and I'm like, right now I'm trying to learn this bar chord, this ridiculous, I don't even know how people's fingers go move like this. Uh, and from, you know, my strength and conditioning background, I just look at it and I'm like, look, I just have to just keep, you know, train the homunculus, getting that neocortical associations going and just get comfortable with it. It worked for all the other chords I know now, and I know it'll work again for this, but same thing goes with that. Just stick with it. Um, and, and the last thing I will say on that note, because this just popped up in my head, is my favorite quote of all time. What you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. If you don't really truly lock in, if you don't really truly give it a shot and get up on those frequencies, trusting yourself, uh, as well as understanding the, the distinction between your mind and the mind. If you don't do it, what it tells me is that you're really not committed to your goal. Maybe it just sounds awesome. Maybe something that you would love to do, but the things that you're truly committed to, you have no problem working your ass off to accomplish. And, uh, that's where I, I just come back to that, come back to that quote all the time what you do speaks so loudly that i cannot hear what you say so we'll, let's put that in the past if you haven't listened to that podcast yes i really suggest you do i mean i i even started one of the things i'm doing now is i'm starring my podcasts i think there's only a, i think there's only one other one that's starred right now these are the ones that to me like real when i record them i'm like this is this is big like you got it you got it i want to be able to go back and find this one easily so uh that's a really good one to to go check out i really highly highly recommend that you go check it out Today, I think it's going to be a quickie. I think what we're going to talk about here today, well, I know what we're going to talk about here today, and we're going to talk about offense versus defense. And what I found, and I recently I recently read about this uh, in Grant Cardone's Millionaire Booklet, and it's this really tiny little book. Uh, you can get it for free, uh, free plus shipping. So it'll end up costing you like $2.99 or something like that. I don't remember what the shipping cost was, but it was really, really nothing. Uh, and it's basically the recipe to becoming a millionaire. I think it's awesome. I think it's really good. And I think it's true. I don't think there's any bullshit in there. Uh, he does 
like very slightly try to get you to buy uh, his Cardone University package, which is probably helpful. So I don't really even think it's that big a deal. I think he mentions it two or three times throughout the entire book. Uh, <clears throat> so it's not like a, a real salesy type book, but he really gives you the step-by-step process of, of how to get there. And what he talks about is the difference between offense and defense. If you want to live in the world and be a normal person, if you want to go to your job, live comfortably, uh, never be rich, always maybe paycheck to paycheck, maybe, you know, put some money aside, have 10K sitting aside for, you know, a rainy day or anything like that. You really don't have to listen to this, right? Uh, You can continue to play defense. And when we talk about playing defense from a financial standpoint, it is protecting your money. It's not taking any risks, not doing anything crazy. I'm going to take my 401k. I'm not going to invest in stock market. I'm not going to invest in real estate. I'm not going to get out on the offensive and try to make more money. I'm just going to keep it safe. I don't want to take any chance or take any risks. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to protect what I have, right? I'm going to save money, right? I'm going to I'm going to buy uh, store brand orange juice versus uh, regular versus Tropicana orange juice, right? Like you're everywhere you're going, you're looking how you can defend your money, okay? I'll tell you this. Since you can't get rich, you probably can't become a millionaire. There's probably some instances where you can, uh, but more than likely you will not become a millionaire, billionaire, zillionaire, trillionaire, gajillionaire. You won't be able to do that if you're not on offense. By o- being on offense, I mean you're out there in the market. You are doing things to make yourself more money. You're investing in real estate. You're investing in stocks. You're investing in REITs. You're investing in venture capital or you know, whatever it is that you're investing in, hiring new employees. You're investing in yourself, trying to raise your own income. You're looking for ROI and and, and where, where you're putting your money. Uh, and the more offensive that you can be, the more return that you can have of course there's more risk you want to you know you want to make sure you're doing your research and stuff like that Uh, but all i really wanted to come on here today ladies and gentlemen and tell you was that i just wanted to i wanted to just shift your perspective and i want you to be able to ask yourself with whatever my goal is whether it be financial or professional are you being on the offense enough if your goal is simply to move up in your company one of our coaching clients right now one of his goals is to really accelerate up the ladder in his company. And I think it's a great goal. But the question is, are you on offense enough or are you on defense? Are you worried about what people are going to say about you if you uh, start having these networking events or start, you know, forming these committees to try to improve the quality of what you're doing so that the higher ups might recognize you? Or are you pushing forward uh, and taking those risks and taking those challenges, asking those questions, uh, cult, you know, reaching out to these, you know, to your superiors, even though it's uncomfortable and awkward to do, all in hopes of being on the offensive and getting to where you want to be. So all I want you to do today, the entire basis of this of this podcast today, is I want you to look at yourself and I want you to ask yourself, with respect to the goal that you have, I want you to ask yourself, am I playing offense? Or am I playing defense? And can I get there playing defense? More than likely, you cannot. Most people try to play defense. I'll never forget when I when I worked for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I first got in there, and, and I'll try to I'll try to preserve this gentleman's I- identity uh, a little bit as I as I go through here. But when I first went to the Arizona Diamondbacks, we had another strength coach there who was awesome. He was way higher than me on the on the proverbial strength and conditioning depth chart. He was way smarter than me. Uh, knew more. He was a massage therapist. Like he, he was, he was a G like he was really good. Uh, and over the course of my, over the course of my tenure with the Dynamax, I was there for four years. I just watched him stay the same. 
And I was out there networking and doing really, you know, you know, trying to get new jobs and or trying to like get promotions and uh, get more skill sets and stuff like that. And uh, my final spring training with the Diamondbacks, it was my fourth year, and he was he had been he had remained completely stagnant uh, throughout his throughout his throughout my career there. He had not he had not moved up at all, and. He actually, and I was at the point where like I was developing a really good reputation inside of the organization, becoming really uh, well-versed in PRI sciences. I had gotten my LMT. I'd gotten my master's. I'd taken all of these courses. Like I became a force. I became a G myself. And I remember, I remember the, I remember the uh, last spring training, we did these evaluations and the evaluations were where you write positives and negatives about everybody and then just some notes. And the idea is that to be anonymous and then you can get real feedback. It's a really good idea in theory, although it never really works out as well as we hoped. Uh, and my thought was I never really wanted to, like I always felt like a coward standing behind my, like the anonymity of the review process. Uh, and I always wanted to have the conversation with your to your face because I also knew that when I put it on the review that the superiors were going to see it. Uh, so I would always write on the negative side. I would always write, if I had anything, I already told it to your face, right? And I would. So I went up to this this gentleman, uh, my last spring training, and and I told him I was just kind of we we were we were you know kind of chatting a little bit. We were leading into this conversation. And he asks me, he says, Sean, like, you know, you're getting these interviews with MBA jobs and, you know, your phone's ringing off the hook. You're becoming like people know who you are now. Like, how did you do that? And I, in classic Sean Life fashion, I, I, I gave it to him bluntly. I told him, I said, look, you know, I've been here for four years and I've watched you go home and wait for the phone to ring for four years. Uh, and when I look at the pathway of my career, when I look at the future and what I want, I simply will not settle for leaving my destiny in the hands of Lady Luck. I will not hope that the phone rings. I will do everything. And now, ultimately, I can't make the phone ring. But what I can do is do everything in my power to put myself in the best position possible so that when jobs are open, I am a candidate for it. And the very next year, I was not with the Diamondbacks anymore because I was a strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers making triple what I was making before. Clear the prestige was significantly higher. I'm on private jets, staying at Ritz Carlton's, working with famous people. Got the red hot chili peppers coming back to the locker room. Adam Levine, Will Ferrell, Denzel Washington, Justin Timberlake, all these guys just hanging around. My man was still in the minor leagues. Still waiting for the phone to ring. I don't even know if he's still I, I don't know if he's still in the minors or or I have no idea what he's doing with his life now. But uh, the reality is is that I was playing offense, and the whole time he was playing defense. I don't know if he was afraid to put himself out there. I don't know if he was afraid to do it. My first, guys, my first, I had been a strength and conditioning coach for less than 12 months, less than one year, when I was a headlining speaker at the NSCA National Convention in Louisville, Kentucky, talking about programming exercises and PRI. I was, I mean, I was okay. I wasn't like an incredible strength coach. I had been a, literally a strength coach for less than 12 months. Uh, and I was on the main stage down in, down in Kentucky. And it was simply because I'm playing offense. I'm always playing offense. And that's probably why I'm getting ahead of most people. 
I'll tell you, it is the reason I'm getting ahead of most people. You want to talk about offense? Let's talk about 213 consecutive podcasts. How's that for freaking offense? All right, so what I want you guys to do now is I want you to think about your goal, and I want you to think about whether or not you're playing offense or defense, and maybe you need to shift that perspective a little bit. Maybe you need to shift into that offensive mode. I think back to, here we go again, man. So I think back to when I was playing college basketball. The people who play defense, you know, when you go play pickup at the YMCA and somebody's like, yo, are you any good at basketball? And they say, uh, you know, I'm not really good at offense, but I'm really good at defense. You know what that means? It means you suck. It means this is a terrible basketball player here. If you think if that's if that's your if that's what you're going to come out with it means you suck. When I played college hoops, it was the people who took the aggressive shots and did the aggressive moves. Those were the guys who made all conference. Those were the guys who made all American. The guys who were nervous about taking the shots, the guys who were nervous about making the right play and running the right play and doing the right things. Play these guys are playing defense with their egos, defense with their position on the team. Those are the people whose, whose positions always went down. Mine was one of them. I played defense. I was scared. I didn't want to shoot. I was nervous what people would say. I was nervous I might miss. It might be a big opportunity. I'd get scared at the free throw line because I was so, I didn't want to, I didn't, I was defending my ego. I was defending my honor. I was defending my place on the team. But the people who play offense, you don't play to, you don't play not to lose, you play to win the game. All of these cliches, we can throw them out there all day. But the point is, if you're not playing offense, you're probably not getting anywhere. So let's play some offense. Guys, thanks so much for being a part of this uh, episode. Thanks for listening here with me today. If you don't mind, please just drop down at the bottom. Drop me a review. Uh, drop me a comment. Uh, it's super helpful to us here at the Sean Lay Podcast, which is literally just me. Uh, and uh, we would just really appreciate it. It would help reach more people. And hopefully when we start doing guests, we can get to more people. Uh, and get more influential people on the podcast. And if you've liked what you listened to so far, we're giving you some value. I'd really appreciate it going forward. So thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for episode number 214. 214 of the Sean Light Podcast. See you then. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to that episode of the Sean Light Podcast. It is my belief that the number one problem inside of the health and fitness industry is the fact that nobody has ever taught us how to make money. The reality is that most of us at one point or another in our career are going to have to train somebody that we don't want to train. We're going to have to train and program exercises that we know aren't the best exercises for this individual. And we're going to have to train people at a lower price point, all because the dollar weighs more than the barbell. And if we're going to have the impact on the clients and produce the results that we're guaranteeing, at some point, we have to learn how to not become a slave to money, all to keep paying the rent and keep keep paying the bills and, and keep food on the table. Once we learn how to generate revenue and income, now we can have the freedom to train who we want, when we want, for the price that we're worth. And then and only then, will we be able to create the impact that we want so badly in this industry? So I've dedicated my company, I've dedicated my career to teaching people inside of the health and fitness industry how to do just that. So if you want to learn more, go to weightroomhero.com and download a free copy of the Personal Trainer's Money-Making Bible. It is an absolute beast of a book that teaches you all of the theory and philosophy to get you started on your road to 
consistent, predictable, and really exciting amounts of cash flow. Okay. That's what I've committed everything to. That's what this book is all about. So go over to weightroomhero.com and download for free the personal trainer's money-making Bible. I guarantee you, you won't forget it. This is the first step in you learning how to create that level of cash flow, income, and revenue inside of your career. That's weightroomhero.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.